Hey, y'all, this episode was pulled from the archives this week. So earlier on this year, I was asked by a parent, I think, you know, am, am I being too hard on my athlete? These are some things that I'm saying. My athlete, she feels defeated a lot. And today I uncover those things that maybe your athlete's saying that can give you a prime example of whether you may be too hard on her or you're kind of in the sweet spot. So just understand, parents, this is a journey. This is not, you know, you're not going to be perfect at this parenting gig. Coaches, same thing. You're not going to be perfect at this coaching gig. I share in this episode how my dad was super hard on me and, you know, how that affected me as a player. So if you just simply want to be better for your athlete, this is your episode. And honestly, I don't think you'd be on this podcast listening to these episodes if you didn't want to be better for your athlete or to help her thrive in this game. So I hope you guys love this conversation. It was a really fun one I did on a Monday live. If you guys don't know that every single Monday at currently 7 p.m. Eastern, I go live on Facebook and Instagram and I do a virtual Q&A. So I always start with a topic and then answer some questions that people have. So I'm also answering some questions that some people have inside this live as well that I hope will benefit you. But if you do, and if there's episodes that you've loved, I'd love if you'd share it on your social media and tag me. Maybe if you download or share the episode or write a review, um, it could honestly, I say maybe, but it could honestly me- change the world you know, for me in this podcast. So I just love every time you guys share it. I love seeing that you're listening and I love interacting with you on social media. So make sure you guys do that if you love this episode. All right, without further ado, here is the episode, Am I Too Hard on My Athlete? Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete, and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes, and especially youth athletes, and I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just going to dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm going to have some of the best softball players, some of the best softball players' parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner, so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive. And that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here. And I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us, learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. too hard on your athlete. If you are, 
now's the time to look it in the face and start making some changes. But if you aren't and you're like, am I? Today's going to hopefully be an eye-opening conversation for you um, to see if maybe you're doing the things that are right. The things that, you know, obviously with it, when it comes to parenting and coaching, there's no right and wrong. I mean, in a way there is, but there's also some things that people, some people just do differently. Um, I will tell you growing up, my dad was very hard on me. Um, some people would say he was too hard on me. He would probably even say he was too hard on me, but that's the part of being the firstborn. He didn't know any better. Okay. So I think if you're in, in those shoes right now, you may not know better, but today I'm going to be talking about, you know, maybe if you are hard on your athlete, how your athlete perceives it, how you can show up best for her. And I know that if you're here, you're eager to learn those things. One thing that's a telltale sign if you are too hard on your athlete is if she's constantly saying what she's doing wrong, or she's constantly saying that she's a failure or that she's failed in any sort of way, shape or form. And honestly, this is something that I see a lot. This is a lot of, as I, as a coach, a lot of times I, I work with athletes who are constantly being, saying things like, Ooh, that was a really bad swing or, Ooh, I should have, should have done this. And I didn't. And, and she's so hard on herself and, and there's nothing wrong with being hard on yourself, but constantly telling yourself that you failed is, is a negative response to playing the beautiful game that we love. And therefore you may not love the game as much as you could if you were in that situation. So please be aware if your athlete is constantly saying, I suck at this, or I'm terrible at this, then maybe she's getting that thought from something else. So I read inside the book, Mind Gym, which you guys know, I love that book so, so much. Um, it says that when you tell an athlete that she has failed or he, or a young athlete that she or he has failed, they sometimes internalize that and say, I'm a failure. And that's how athletes think. And today we're going to hone in on how to make that better. Okay. And here's the deal. Obviously we're not always succeeding in this game. Like we know that a great batting average, I love to talk hitting is, you know, hitting three balls out of 10 for hits, right? Like that's a great batting average, but here's the deal. When your athlete, let's say, goes 0 for 10, but five of those hits were complete line drives just straight to another athlete on the field, that's, is that good or bad? It's really a good swing. And it's really a positive, like, obviously you didn't get the hit, but you put five good swings on 10 ball, on 10 at bats, that's amazing. Just other people got in the way. So even though your stats say 0 for 10, you realize that five of those were really awesome swings. So you're basically hitting 500 when it comes to quality of bats. And, and that's where I think athletes, they get so negative is because, you know, maybe their parents or coaches are, are focused too much on the result that they don't actually applaud the athlete for making great contact. The best coaches I have ever seen, the best coaches I have ever worked with, were constantly saying that was great contact. You know, even if I got out, where that was a great line drive to the center fielder even though she caught the ball. That's where great coaches and great parents can be encouragers rather than like, oh, my daughter didn't get a hit. Her stats are lower. So another thing that I wanted to talk about is obviously if she's calling herself a failure, maybe it's because parents or coaches are, are telling their athlete that, you know, without getting a hit or without, you know, getting an RBI or something that she failed. Now here's the deal. Yes, we wanted her to get the RBI. We wanted her to get the hit, but if she did something great, like, let's say she swung so well at a pitch and completely missed. Like, it was a bad, it was maybe a bad pitch and you had such a good swing on the ball. Are we saying, oh my gosh, that was a terrible attempt? 
or, hey, better pitch next time. There are things that we can say as coaches and parents to help athletes realize what they want instead of avoid and try not to do the things that they're screwing up on. We need to be encouragers rather than discouragers, like straight up. That, that's our job as coaches. That's our job as parents. We have to be encouragers. So like I said, if she swings at a bad pitch, the best thing she could do as an athlete is laugh it off and say, all right, I'm not swinging at that rise ball again. I'm going to focus low. Like that's changing the mindset to something negative, to something positive. So realizing that how she thinks is likely how you speak to her. So if you speak to her and say, that was a terrible swing on a terrible pitch, what were you thinking? She is now afraid to swing the bat again. I hope that you guys realize this and understand that she will be scared to swing if you are constantly discouraging the things that she's doing. Okay. Obviously, if she doesn't get the results she wanted, she's already upset with herself. Okay. And the worst thing while she's in a high emotional state and maybe you're in a high emotional state, she didn't succeed. The worst thing you can do is try to yell right then and there about how bad she was because she already knows it. Okay. Athletes, does that make sense? Like, you know, when you screw up, right? We all know. Yes. We want to be encouragers, not discouragers. Okay. So like I was kind of just going into is negative self-talk is huge. Um, you know, athletes that kind of get themselves in a tornado and can't find a way to get themselves out of it. Those athletes, they're trying so hard. And in the book, Mind Gym, we talk about, they're probably trying too hard. They're trying too hard to do something different or to get a different result. Instead, they should probably like put their, like take their foot off the gas pedal, relax for a second, breathe and be like, okay, everything's going to be fine. This is what we need to do. And as parents and coaches, we have to let them have that moment. We have to let them take their foot off the gas and maybe hang out for a second, realize where we are, own where we are so that we can make good adjustments and be able to get the at-bats that we're looking for and that we want. So has anybody done this before? If you have, you know, failed over and over and over and you're just like spiraling, 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 strikeout after strikeout after strikeout after strikeout, and you think that the solution right then and there is to go hit more balls because clearly it's a mechanical issue. Like if I keep striking out, it's clearly mechanical. I need to just go hit more balls. I need to hit 500 balls tonight after my game um, so I can show up better the next day. If, if you've ever done that before, raise your hand. And I'm here to tell you right now, that's not how we should be thinking about this. And as parents and coaches, we need to encourage athletes to take their foot off the gas pedal. And if things are spiraling, the best thing you can do is just stop. Like stop for a second in your tracks, realize what's going on, go into what am I thinking about in the box? Am I trying not to screw up? Okay. If you're trying not to screw up, you're going to do something to screw you up. Like that's just how our brain works. And if, you're, if your parents or coaches are saying, don't screw up, don't swing at the rise ball, don't open your hips, or they're making you just think too much, that's where we can get stuck. So, so to solve an issue of a tornado just happening, boom, 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 all these strikeouts are happening, awful swings, blah, 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 that's where we need to stop in our tracks, figure out where we are, and say, you know what? I need a day. I need a day. I need a day to just stop practicing realizing where I'm at and I need to be able to highly, I need to be highly functional, obviously. And right now I'm just overwhelming myself with work. When in reality, you probably just need a day. You just need a day. 
like the best athletes in the world. I've seen them go um, like zero for 10. And the best solution for those athletes is to take a day off. Don't even think about the sport. I mean, if you can, and, and really just use that day to just like do something else, get your mind away from the negativity, go do something you love to do. I don't know if that's like hanging out on the lake, getting a tan outside. So hot right now, but whatever it is, don't think about softball. Okay. Whatever it is, go find something that, that distracts your mind from softball. And then when you get to go play again, you're like, Oh yeah, this game's not as hard as I'm making it. I'm making it very hard. So being able to relax and, and parents, if you are coaches, if you're thinking that the solution to your team, not doing the way that you want is to practice more, take more swings, um, basically shove the game down your athlete's throat. That's not the way she's going to perceive it. And that's not, that's not going to help her get out of the overwhelm. Now, do I think that if there is a mechanical issue and it's clear that like she's going for the high pitch and right now her, her bad angle is not really where it needs to be. Yes. I think that it would be important to maybe spend a couple swings working on it, but do not work on it unless she wants to work on it. Like straight up. If your athlete does not want to go, it does not say to you, I need to figure out how to hit that high pitch. If she doesn't say that to you, don't force her to do it. Cause if you force her to do it, she's not going to put in her best effort. So whenever an athlete is forced to do something, they're less likely going to actually put their best effort into it. So then why do it? That that's all I'm going to say. But athletes, I think the best athletes out there, they take ownership of things that aren't working. Okay. The best athletes are saying, you know what? Uh, I'm really negative to myself in the box. I'm trying not to do something or I'm trying to overswing or I'm trying to overcompensate and, and athletes that can recognize that are huge. So I think parents and, and coaches, you need to encourage that conversation of, Hey, do you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk about this issue that's happening in your swing? Do you want to talk about, um, you know, what do you, what do you feel? That's like one of the best things we can do as athletes and parents and, or coaches and parents. And I know I'm not a parent, but having an athlete talk about what's going on in her brain, have just asking questions. And Matt Lyle said this last week on my parents' webinar, my free parent webinar. He said, he was like, the best thing you can do is just, if they want to talk, listen, let them say what's on their mind. Let them say what's on their heart. That's one of the best tips of advice I've ever gotten from anyone. Let the athlete lead the conversation because if she just had a terrible game, if something bad happened, she had a bad game and emotions are high, like I said earlier, the worst thing we can do is pressure the athlete to, to talk or, or to analyze the performance because she's going to say all these negative things if she played bad, okay? But I'm telling you the best thing you can do is to let the athlete lead the conversation and let her and, and just be open to it. Be like, do you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk about the game? And if she doesn't, don't make her talk about it. Because if she talks about it, she's then going to get upset because she's thinking about all the negative things that she did. So Matt Lyle, last week on the free parent webinar that we had, he said, give yourself a cool off period. So he talked about the car ride home. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. The car ride home, the infamous car ride home, the one where I was in my car, in, in my dad's car sometime crying my eyes out um, because I was taking in all the bad news, you know. It's just how it is sometimes, um, but I but I firmly believe that those conversations, some of those conversations, could be done better, um, and and that's why I'm here. I'm here to explain a little bit of my story because I really truly think that some of these tips I'm giving you are things that are really going to help your athlete thrive instead of feel bad when she 
when she isn't playing well. When you want to talk about it, be like, mom or dad, can we talk about my last at bat? You know, the one where I struck out on that, on that outside pitch, like, what did you see? And if you approach it that way, they're probably not going to yell at you. They're probably not. So when you're ready to have that conversation, be ready for it and be ready for the negative. And that's the thing. You have to be in a good place to accept the negative comments or the negative or the criticism to help you, right? If you're feeling bad and then you're getting hammered with criticism, that is not a fun place to be. Am I right? That is not a fun place to be. But think about this cool off period that Matt Lyle was talking about. Hey, podcast listeners, just checking in to ask you if you knew that ABT had our own online store. We just launched it a couple weeks ago and man, oh man, has it been fun fulfilling orders. Some people have been buying bracelets with empowering messages on them. Our new comfy long sleeve tee that says on the back, you're not like everyone else and we're not here to fit a mold and so many other things from hats to other tees and scrunchies and things that'll just help you feel empowered when you wear them. So if you're interested in wearing some of our swag, go to the show notes and click on the link to go check out our online store. I'm so excited to fill your next order. If you can come off of a bad game and just sit in silence in the car ride, think about the things that are going on in your head. Obviously you're not happy, but if you can just go about this, that car ride and just silence, sometimes that's the best medicine. The best medicine is silence. And it's called a cool off period because you're able to take your high emotions, the ones that aren't feeling great and cool down and cool down and then get to a place where you're like, everything's going to be okay. And that just takes time. So sometimes the best thing you can do in the car is to not say anything at all because the emotions are too high. Okay. So give yourself a cool off period. I mean, we, I've thought of this, like maybe it's 24 hours, maybe it's 24 hours after the thing happened, you finally talk about it. I think that's plenty of time to be able to simmer down and kind of think about, okay, what was it? What was it that maybe didn't go right? Maybe it's two hours. Maybe it's, Hey, let's go grab some ice cream or, Hey, let's go grab a meal. We're not going to talk softball at all. And then if you want to talk about it, I'm ready. Parents, the best thing you can do is tell your athletes, I'm ready to talk about it. If you're ready to talk about it, that's the best thing that you can do because your athlete will open up to you more. If you say, Hey, I'm ready to listen. If you want to talk about it and you don't pinpoint all the negatives, you just say, I'm ready to listen. What is it that you want to get better at? And if parents can be, have the open mind of, I'm going to let her talk or him talk first, and I'm going to absorb how they're thinking, absorb how they're feeling. Sometimes simply asking them questions about how they're feeling is the best way to get an athlete to open up to you. And the way for an athlete to go about, you know, that conversation, if she has the free, she or he has the freedom to just say what's on her mind, say what's on its mind. You, you'll be surprised with how much they come out and how much they are willing to give you information wise. Being able to take off your coach's hat, you know, sometimes is really, really hard, um, but it's necessary. It's necessary to be able to get athletes to really open up and, and be willing to make adjustments. And, and that's the whole thing. It's like when things don't go right, clearly there's a problem, but it's hard to find the problem when everybody's high emotions, yelling at each other, blah, blah, blah. But if you take some time to strictly just think and to not, and to not talk about it, 
you can likely come up with, okay, this might be the reason why it didn't work. And you can have a conversation like this instead of a yelling conversation where someone has to win. Nobody has to win. When you both win is when we all win. So that the car ride home, ask them when they're ready to talk about it and they'll likely open up to you. Yeah. So, so I, I really, really like that approach. And, and that could be for coaches and parents. It's if the emotions are too high, maybe the best thing is don't say a thing. So this was actually a quote that Matt Lyle had on his website. And I looked it up before he met with all of my parents last week. And it said, anyone can trust the process, but champions love the process. I'm going to say it again. And this is by Matt Lyle. Anyone can trust the process, but champions love the process. And I will tell you right now that as an athlete, there were times where I did not love softball. There were times where I was like, softball is terrible. I don't want to play anymore. Like these are, these are things that I, I thought about in my brain and I went on to play professional softball. So you're hearing it live straight from my mouth. There were days where I hated the game of softball and that championship mindset was not even close to where it could have been in that moment. And it was simply because I was not coached in the way that made me love it. And, I, and when it came down to it, I was at a point in college where I had a coach that was very, 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 very hard on us and failure. I was scared to fail. And, you know, that fear came from a coach saying, if you fail, you will likely sit on the bench. Or if you do not do well with your, with your swing, I'm going to have you slap. So constantly I was being told, if you don't do this, you then have to downplay and, and, go, and go here. And so I felt like I was limited. I felt like if I failed, I, I then had a punishment. And when athletes feel that way, if they feel like they're being punished for how they played or, you know, how they missed a ball through their legs, if they're being punished for it, they're going to be scared to fail. And guess what happens, guys? When athletes are scared to fail, failures just keep repeating themselves. It's like, it's like an athlete in this situation. If a ball goes through my legs and somebody's yelling at me like, why did you let that go through your legs? What on earth were you thinking? If that's something that somebody is telling me, I don't want the next ball. I don't want it. I'm sitting here like, do not give me the next ball. This is going to suck. I don't want it to go through my legs again. What am I putting into my brain? Negative self-talk, right? And it didn't start with me. Like, sure, it started with the bat, you know, and the ball going through my legs. Sure, maybe I did make a mistake. But like the negative self-talk did not come from me. It came from over there. And if you're hearing as an athlete negative self-talk from parents or coaches, that's where we start feeling negative. So I'm, st- I'm speaking from how an athlete thinks here. Okay. And I'm being very open and honest, and this is how I always am. And I'm not trying to tell coaches or parents, you guys are doing this wrong. That's not what I'm trying to tell you, but I know that coaches and parents are in it for the reason to see their athletes succeed. And in order to do that, these are the types of things you have to think about. And if you want her to thrive as much as I know you do, I know you want her to thrive. You have to be able to take these thoughts and take these action steps to make that happen. So For example, let's say a ball goes through your athlete's legs. Let's say you're a parent. Ball goes through your athlete's legs. She makes a really bad mistake. And you just sit there and you kind of like go like this at her. It's okay. Get the next one. Get the next one. Next one's yours. Be ready for the next one. If you say that, she's now going to be like, okay, I'm going to get ready for the next one. No punishment, right? No punishment in that situation. And then she's ready for the next pitch. The next pitch is the probably more important than the one that just happened, right? Because now there's a runner on base, but that gets your athlete in the, in the right headspace. So the best thing you can do, ball goes through her legs, is say, hey, get the next one. Be ready for the next one. You got this. It's coming to you. 
she gets herself ready. And that's what you want. You want to tell her to be ready for the next pitch, not to punish her for the ball going through your legs because athletes at the Olympian level let balls go through their legs and watch what their coaches do. They don't get on their butt for that happening. They say, next play, make it happen. Let's go. That's what you need to be saying. That's what parents can be saying to their athletes to get more out of them. Krista said, my daughter hates going up to bat now because she knows she's going to get yelled at if she makes a mistake. Been there. Krista, I've been there. Yes. So have you ever, have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt scared to go up to bat because you're scared to screw up? Because you're scared to strike out? Whenever you're scared to do something, you do not perform at your best. Now, I will tell you that there have been coaches that I've had that are very, very hard on me where I felt that way too. I was scared to get yelled at if I screwed up. But I got to a point where like I knew it was going to happen if I was going to mess up. So I was able, and, and this takes time and this takes tons of practice. But I'm not saying don't listen to your coaches. But if coaches are saying that or if other parents, sometimes it's not even your own parents, guys, that are saying this stuff. But if other people are saying don't screw up, don't strike out, things like that. You have to be able to put on your headphones and tell yourself you're going to get a hit. You're going to get a hit. You're going to get a hit or you're going to feel the ball. You have to be able to like put on your headphones and say, no, what they're saying is not going to let me impact what I'm saying to myself. Because here's the deal, yo, (laughs) parents and coaches, if you are telling your player to not screw up, hey, don't strike out. Hey, that last about was terrible. Like, guess what she's saying to herself? She repeats what she hears. And this is, this is what I struggled with. This is what I dealt with. And I'm not even saying it was coming from my parents. Sometimes it was others. But this is how your athlete feels. If you say, don't screw up, don't strike out, you are adding anxiety that she didn't have before, but now she has. And now she has negative thoughts in her brain. And they didn't come from her. Came from out there. So athletes, athletes that don't believe in themselves or they don't have a lot of confidence, sometimes that steers from other people not having confidence in her. That's where that lack of confidence comes from, guys. So are you, are you instilling positive thoughts in your athlete's head or negative? Her confidence depends on you having the confidence in her to succeed. That's what it takes. So if, if you just think about what you're saying to your kid, don't swing at the high ones negative statement. The word don't is in there. Instead, look low, hit the low on hard, hit a line drive, whatever it is, because what you think is how you act. If you think about, I'm going to line drive it up the middle, that's likely what your thoughts are going to be about. You can do whatever it takes to do that. And I've said this before, but if you're trying not to swing at the rise ball and you're like, don't swing at the rise ball, don't swing at the rise ball. It's a negative statement. The word don't was in it. It's a negative statement. Okay. How do we change that to positive? Focus slow, focus slow, line drive, line drive. Put those thoughts in your athlete's head and she will will likely be more positive. Whenever I work with athletes, if an athlete says can't or don't, I stop her at her tracks and I say, yes, you can. And what's the opposite of that statement? So if she says, I can't hit the outside pitch, I've heard this millions of times, I can't hit it. Okay, well, if you say you can't hit the outside pitch, who told you that, first of all? Somebody may have said you can't hit it. Maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a coach, maybe it was somebody saying, you can't hit the outside. Then she starts to say it. So here's the deal. First thing you can say is, yes, you can. And this is how we're going to make that happen. You can't hit the outside pitch. 
that's got to be your focus when you do want to practice on it. So if you are like, I can't hit the outside pitch, have you ever said that to yourself? First of all, tell yourself, okay, yes, you can. We just need to figure out ways to make that happen. If you look at it from that approach, that's where the positivity starts. And that's how you get better at hitting the outside pitch. You don't get better at the hitting the outside pitch by constantly saying you can't hit the high pitch or the outside pitch, if that makes sense. So figure out a way to say, to transvert the transvert. That's not the word I want to transfer the can't mentality or don't mentality to the can and will mentality. So I hope you guys can see the difference. Think about the opposite and that's likely how you're going to work on it. So if you're not good at swinging at the outside pitch or hitting the outside pitch yet, which you can admit that to yourself, you now know what you should be working on at home. You now know how you can approach that better. So like I said here, anyone can trust the process, but champions love the process. Champions love the process of knowing when they're, when they're not good at something and saying, I'm going to work hard to make sure that doesn't happen again. Champions mindset of, I can't hit the outside pitch. That's not a champion's mindset. That's the, I'm not very good at it, but I'm going to work hard to try to figure out how to, how to hit it well. Champions love that because they love the fact that if they start working on the outside pitch, they're all of a sudden crushing it and doing so well with it. And that's what we want our athletes to do. They, they, they got to love the process. And if, honestly, if people around them, parents, coaches, whoever is constantly feeding negativity into them and it's really just tearing them, ripping them down, like their confidence is just like gone. Are they around the right people? Are they around the right people? Because here's the deal. If too many people are saying negative things to you and not enough people are saying positive things to you, you will likely mostly be full of negative thoughts and negative thoughts gets us nowhere as an athlete. So who is your athlete surrounded by? Is she surrounded by coaches that encourage her? Is she surrounded by teammates that encourage her? Not, you can't really manage all teammates. Some teammates are negative, but if you have more positive people, more people do encourage your athlete than people that are discouraging. That's where you want to be. Okay. And as parents and coaches, of athletes, you want to be the encourager. You want to be the one telling your athletes that they can do this and doing whatever it takes to help them do that. That's what the best coaches and the best parents do. So that's what today's all been about. And there have been so many comments. Leave me some of the comments here um, that you may have. Um, I, I love I love seeing these things. Um, Tony, I make them rephrase, I can't to I currently struggle at. That's good. That's good. That's taking a negative statement into I struggle at this, but this is my game plan to make it better. That's how we can get better. Bella said, I'm always very hard on myself when I miss my spot. And if I do, my coaches get, oops, sorry, a lot of comments, which is a good thing. My coaches get very upset or this is helping me rethink how I talk to myself on the mound. Yes, that's so good. That's so good. So if here's the deal. The best athletes can take the criticism. The best athletes can take the negativity and change it into something positive. So if, if a coach is saying, don't miss your spot, Something that you can say, Bella, is I'm going to I'm going to put the ball right here. Like that's the only thing that you're thinking of. I'm going to put the ball right here. I'm going to put the ball right here. So every time somebody says something negative, that's your positive statement to say to yourself, even if you have to say it out loud. Some people might think you're crazy, but it's okay. That's what you can do instead of instead of letting people say, "Don't miss your spot." Say, "I'm going to crush this spot. I'm going to hit it right there." And if you miss it, same thing. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to hit it right here. That's like saying. Don't let the ball go through your legs. No athlete wants to miss their spot or let the ball go through their legs. But if you say, don't go, don't let it go through their legs. They only think about how that might happen again and they get scared. 
But the best thing that you can say is be ready for the next one. Let's go. So sometimes the best things as parents and coaches that you can say is I'm really proud of you. Even if you guys lost, even if it was terrible, because no matter what, you're always proud of your daughter or your son. I know that. But as a parent or an athlete or a, a coach, sometimes the best thing that you can say is I'm proud of you. Sometimes we don't, we don't tell them that enough. Um, and when you see them do something good, here's the, what I'm going to end with. When you see them doing well, you need to be the first one to tell them that they're crushing it. You do. Because if nobody's, if, if you don't tell them that you're proud of them or that you're, you're like, wow, that was amazing. They're not going to feel that, that, that love that they truly deserve because they did so well. And, and, and you can't just love them when they're doing well and not love them when they're not. You always love them. We know that. But even when they do bad and they're, and they have all these negative thoughts in their brain and they're like, oh my gosh, what's dad or mom going to say? You say, I'm proud of you. That will mean the world to them. That will mean the absolute world to them. So please try this. This may change your athletes, athletes whole softball career in outside the game that they need that they need to be told that they are amazing and they are doing their best because sometimes they don't feel like they are. So there you have it. Another episode of when the cleats come off is completed. And if you loved it, I would love if you shared this with your softball community. The only way this game grows is if we have people like you that are eager to learn more and are eager to also share that new knowledge with other people. So if this episode really brought somebody that you know into fruition in your brain and you know that they can learn from this conversation, I would love it if you shared it with them because the more people that can learn from this type of conversation, I think the better the game of softball gets. And who knows, maybe this will be shared with other people in other sports because I truly believe some of these conversations, they don't just hit the game of softball, they hit all sports. And if there are people that come to your brain, I would love more than anything if you shared it. If you do share it, make sure you tag me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social platform you hang out on. I would love to see that you're sharing this and I would love to see some of your favorite parts. If you do share it, make sure to tag me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Guys, I'm even on TikTok, Ashley B Training and at Smashly underscore four is where you can find me. And make sure you tell me which part was your favorite. I want to know what resonated with you so that I can create more content like that for you to share with your softball community. I can't wait to share another episode with you. Same time, same place next week. See you later.